1: Here we, here we go 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 this, this is, is it. it
2: this is stoplight time machine i am Andy dawson bow bow
1: bow i'm sandalini so what
2: yeah welcome along it's the uh free weekend episode we say it the Friday episode but it, you don't always get it on a Friday if you're a member of the Iron Filing was it the Iron Filing sub, subscriber team? the Iron Filing yeah. Society you'll get it usually yeah. on a Thursday evening because you're better people simple as that yeah and there's no better time to subscribe because soon you'll be getting two exclusive episodes a week instead of just the one like the Melchester mm. one you'll be getting lots of new stuff as well so get involved that's the plug out of the way. Oh,
1: that reminds me. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. Yeah, you're getting new stuff. There's a couple of new tricks up the sleeve of the Iron oh, Society, So Society, so keep an eye on it. Um, well, yeah, there's some branding exercises, isn't there, that <laughs> will soon be unveiled. Branding exercises, is
2: it? Oh.
1: Yeah, and... Uh, there is also um, something else, another little bit of business that's just popped into my yeah. head while I think of it. Right. We can deal with it now or later in the show. But Do I know about it? Yeah, you do. Okay. Uh, the, the the newsletter, uh, the Cunter Gazette, which will be landing in people's inboxes. Well, you should have it by now because uh, it should have landed in your inbox yep. on Thursday. Um, in In issue one of that, we did promise everyone who subscribed in those first weeks would be entered into a prize draw for one free Top Flight Time Machine t-shirt Ooh. of their choice. I would like to do that live, R- live? Um, okay. on the show today to announce a winner. Right, okay. So let's let's remember to do that later in the show. I'm just going to get the list up in front of me and we'll think of a randomised way of picking a name. All right? <laughs> Does that sound fair? Have you've
2: got the, num- the names listed by number.
1: Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they subscribe in number. Yeah, so you could name a number. Yeah, I've got
2: the random generator here because the random generator blob is going to pick a...
1: What, the blob? The blob's here. Oh, okay, yeah, the blob perfect. With me.
2: It's going to pick uh, a page from the ghost book for us to read out later on as well.
1: Have you you've let the blob out of its cage? Well, it's in the cage. Is it a cage or, or a tank no, it's in the... that you keep <laughs> it's it in?
2: A... No, it's in a cage, but the, it's more right. like chicken wire than uh, bars, so it can't right. get through the chicken wire. Bars right. it could chip, shape shift and get through, but with
1: that's the thing—it's a shapeshifter, isn't but it? But with
2: chicken wire, it would—you know—it would break itself down into millions of tiny pieces.
1: Mm,
2: I don't mm, think it can reassemble mm. once it's got through the, the chicken wire. It hasn't tried yet, anyway.
1: What What have you been feeding the blob? Soup. That's what it likes. <laughs> so it seems to like soup. What sort of soup does it like? Tomato. Some just plain <laughs> tomato yeah, soup.
2: Cream of tomato kinds. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a good blob lovely well it's uh, uh, to be fair to this blob it's been serving us now for (laughs) over a year (laughs) and i can't fault it
2: (laughs) shall we do the ghost book thing now while i've got it operational yeah okay
1: my favorite part of our one of my favorite parts of our tour in september was when we were at the venue in salford Mm. And it, it was upstairs in that pub. Mm-hmm. What's the name? Of the King's pub? Arms. Can't remember. King's Arms. Yeah. yeah. And um, we got there and we're having a little look around. And you, uh, you know, it was interesting. There was little nooks and crannies. They showed us our little room where we could get prepped. <laughs> yeah. They they showed us like the the uh, you know the stage and all, and all the other bits in there and then there was a little side door and the bloke opened it and it revealed a sort of a hidden bar. Oh and yeah, you're you're. What I liked about it was you're not a man who is easily impressed, right? <laughs> That's one of your defining characteristics, right? You you'll never knowingly display the you know uh, uh, being impressed by okay, anything, right? right? And this bloke opened the door and you stepped in. And I'll never forget the exact words you used. You stepped in and I went, "Wow!" And you went, "Bloody hell, this is good." And he went, "Yeah, this can house about such and such number people." And you went. Um, is this operational tonight? (laughs) (laughs) You asked if the bar was operational and you couldn't, despite yourself, I could see you were unable for once to hide your excitement. (laughs) And you asked if the bar was operational and I laughed and went, aha, operational. But you didn't laugh because you were fucking serious. You wanted to know. Is this secret bar operational? The answer, unfortunately, it was, was no. no. Exactly. It was no. But I just liked your use of language. You wanted to know whether the secret bar was operational. Well,
2: it wasn't. But if it had it been, wasn't. the show would have been even better. I guarantee you even that. Even
1: better. Which would be fucking hard, because it was one of the best shows ever yeah. in the history of, lo- uh, of British entertainment. And
2: that's why we're going back to that same part of the world, to Manchester on November the 12th, I think. There's still tickets Get left
1: along. for that one you should get along to that uh, details will be in the newsletter and on our website there's Sarah, tickets Sarah. left for a few of the shows they're selling fast now as we get closer yeah. to deadline day they are selling fast sold we've out. sold over 200 in Manchester right. so far the,
2: the blob says page 16
1: alright this is the random generator I've got it
2: post. in front of, okay of me as well right.
0: All right. Now, now, okay.
2: not page 17 we're not allowed to straight out to page 17 just page 16 only because it's a two page spread and it is the haunted house
1: yeah, it is. But haven't we done the haunted house before?
2: Have we? Oh do another one then.
1: The blob uh, the, Well, I'll the, I'll read you the opening passage. Well, Many ghosts <laughs> haunt one particular no. place.
2: No. <laughs> no if we have the blob's now okay. said page ten. And that's a page entitled Where Ghosts Gather.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Where Ghosts Gather. We definitely haven't done this. Alright, where ah. ghosts gather. For those who are unfamiliar, I'll put uh, uh, it'll be in the newsletter. But this is the, the um, all about ghosts part of the world of the unknown mm-hmm. series of Osborne books. It's a classic of the genre. It's just recently been reissued. 30,
2: Thirty-two pages uh, where, for seven ninety-nine.
1: Fuck it out. Where ghosts gather. Yeah, ghosts are supposed to haunt the scene of death. It is therefore not surprising that many ghosts are reported at sites where death or violence on a large scale once took place. Mm. You might expect the scene of a crash to be haunted by the same number of ghosts as those who died in it. Yes, you're right, I do expect that. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) That's precisely what I expect.
2: You say there was a crash here. How many died? Four. Oh, well, let's look out (laughs) for four ghosts then. So
1: presumably there are four ghosts haunting this spot. Is that correct? (laughs) No, Well, apparently not. He says, but this is not always the case. Mm. It seems that for some unknown reason... (laughs) Oh, an unknown reason, you say. <laughs> only certain victims become ghosts. Are there four ghosts here? No. Correlating with the number of deaths. No, there's only uh, two ghosts. Why is that? What, why? Why are only two come back? Unknown reasons. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Unknown, unknown reason.
2: Gotta stop. You reasons
1: there. unknown. Can't fully answer the question. What I can tell you is that there are two ghosts here, not four. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone is able to see a ghost. Oh, really? Oh, that's convenient, isn't it? Oh, maybe you can't see it. I I mean, I can see it. Look, there it is. It's right in front of you. Look, it's
2: doing like river dance.
1: (laughs) Well, I can't see it. Ah, well, some people can see ghosts, some can't.
2: It's it's cupping your fucking balls. Can you not feel it? (laughs) Nothing.
1: (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Not everyone is able to see a ghost. Those who are able to do so are usually described... (laughs) as having psychic psychic powers. powers. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is about me is, right, I've got psychic powers. That's why I can see them. You haven't got psychic powers. Well, Well, in that case, can I have my money back? Because I signed up to this ghost tour under the impression that everyone got to see a ghost. Oh, no, i read the small print. It says that you can only see the ghost if you have psychic powers. If you don't have psychic powers and you sign up for the tour anyway, that's your lookout. There's no (laughs) refunds. Well,
2: how, how come you have psychic powers then, but I don't have psychic powers? <laughs> or oh, no reason, mate. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Look at the fucking drawer, right? It's a funny thing. My mum could see ghosts. My dad couldn't, right? Our kid, my brother, never seen a ghost in his fucking life. I've seen over a dozen of the bastards. So no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. Just the way it is. <laughs> Unknown reasons.
2: And then we look at a very, very beautifully drawn picture of an elm um, at sundown. And it's with a, with a, a, a noose. big noose hanging off it. Uh, Traditionally, the elm was a good tree from which to hang criminals. Its strong lower branches were ideal for suspending a noose. Elms are sometimes reputed mm-hmm. to be haunted by the ghosts of the people who met an untimely end under their branches. Sometimes. A haunted elms. Sometimes reputed. You know. Sometimes,
1: Sometimes they're not. Don't. Other times, it goes through phases.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with the elm. You know, seasonal.
1: It depends. I mean, you know, in the 70s, everyone talked about haunted elms. But in the 80s, you know, with Thatcherism and, you know, you, you know, money's a God and all the rest of it, yeah. people weren't talking about elms so much.
2: It was more about right?
1: the but, weren't they? They were into your firefaxes. Then in the 90s, it came back because of Britpop and that. There were a lot of uh, album covers and photo shoots done in forests near Elms, right? And then everyone started talking about ghosts again. Then the noughties came around and again, it's cyclical. No one's talking about haunted Elms. In the noughties, the main tree that were fashionable was more like the oak
2: tree. (laughs) Or the Christmas tree. (laughs) You don't get any ghosts next to a Christmas tree ever. Unknown reasons. Don't know why. They're just said of to things. repel ghosts. Some people keep
1: a Christmas tree all year round just to stave off ghosts.
2: Now then, this is an interesting bit here. A graveyard seems the natural place to find lots of ghosts. It's where I'd go first yes. if I was going to look for a ghost, obviously. First place I'd look. But this is not the case, because as it says here, people rarely die in the graveyard itself. Very ah, true. Ah, clever. Yeah, Ghosts normally haunt the place of death. It says... As if that's a true fact. <laughs> just one, ghost, just one Normally, ghost is thought to exist yeah. in a graveyard. It is the oh. graveyard guardian, the spirit of the first person to have been buried there. Who fucking, fucking decides? Hell. This is the ghost elders. Yeah. The ghost
1: fucking rule book. <laughs> and who decided that in the first place? I will be the first ever ghost. Sir John right. Ghost. <laughs> Inventor of ghosts. <laughs> I was the first person who had the bright idea, after dying, of coming back, but as a sort of, like, see-through version of myself.
2: I mean, technically, Jesus did it first, but he came back as a whole human. I can't do that, because I'm not Jesus.
1: It's very contentious, right? And before Jesus' lawyers get on the fucking blower, right... (laughs) And start to say that he were the first ghost. Get your fucking facts straight, right? Because Jesus came back flesh and blood. That was just a straightforward reincarnation, resurrection. You didn't see Jesus. You didn't see Jesus fucking going straight through fucking walls, right? He couldn't because he were made of flesh and bone. Me, right? I'm a ghost, and how you can tell is that I'm sort of like air, right? It's like me, but it's like a shadow of me. You can see straight through. That's what makes me a ghost. And I were the first one to do it. Plus the rags. Right? And then everyone fucking cottoned onto Plus it. Plus the they?
2: rags and the chains and me going, whoa. You never heard I made Jesus. The noises. Jesus came back. He didn't fucking go around going, whoa. He didn't have time. He had business to take care of.
1: Oh, I tell you another thing about fucking Jesus, right? The bloke fucking loves the sound of his own voice, right? Constantly giving speeches. Oh. Fucking tedious cunt. Not me- that's why he's dis. Truth be told, he's disliked in the afterlife, <laughs> right? He's dead popular on earth, but in the afterlife, people just think he's arrogant. son <laughs> We just make noises, and occasionally we'll scare people, you know. Yeah. But on-, on the old, we don't say we don't say much. We just tend to stick to scary noises, just
2: hang around and that, you know, just make ourselves known. <laughs> Go through a few walls and doors and things like that. Make a few noises, and that's it. In and
1: out. Make creak things. Sometimes we move furniture about, you know, just to, like, mess with people's heads. Yeah. But it's just fun. Very low-key. People say that we're evil spirits, but, you know, to be honest, it's just a bit of fun and games. Because what a lot of people don't appreciate is being dead is dead boring. (laughs) It's fucking boring. At first, you think it's relaxing for the first hundred years or so. Because, you know, you haven't got to go to work or pay bills or out like that or fucking deal with the kids do their pat lunches, all that shit, right? <laughs> you just got out to do. But after a hundred years or so, you sort of miss something to just fill your time up, right? So when you start dicking about moving people's furniture or, like, pulling their covers off them in the night or whatnot, <clears throat> that's just to fucking pass the time. I'm not trying to be a cunt.
2: I'm just trying to keep my fucking head busy so I don't go mad. i tell you what, the fella whose house I'm out in the other day, I stood and watched him and he was on his computer... And he was setting up a direct debit. And I thought, whoa, oh, that looks really interesting. I'd love to do that. He was typing in letters and numbers and stuff. I didn't understand what it was, but it looked really good. Way above what like i had to do. When I was alive,
1: I probably would have thought that was dead boring. But once you're dead and you haven't been doing shit like that for a while, you miss it. Even the little things like that. Of course... When I were alive, we wouldn't have had the internet. You'd have had to go to the post office to do that stuff. Although, towards the end of my life, I did have a word processor. But you couldn't get online with it. That would just feel like writing letters and that, you know. Now, if I wanted to set up a direct debit, I'd have had to go to the bank or to the post office. But there's another thing you miss as a ghost.
2: (laughs) Going on the bus down the post office. (laughs) <laughs> it's a day out, isn't it? You never see a ghost on a bus, do you? Because a bus just goes different places, and we're not allowed to go different places. We've got to stay where we die. We've got to we stay day. one place, which is why it's
1: fucking hard to socialise. Unless you had the good luck of dying in some sort of mass incident, like a right? In which case, they yeah. might. Ma- if you died in a massacre, you might have a few other ghosts, like-minded ghosts, who you can pass the time of day with and become friends with, right? But again. As you're reading the textbooks, not everyone who dies in the massacre comes back as a ghost, you know. (laughs) The reasons are unknown for that. Even me, a ghost myself, I can't explain it.
2: And it's not easy, because you just don't know where you're going to die, and you don't know what the house is going to turn into in the future. I mean, I'm lucky, because this fella I'm haunting, he's got (sighs) loads of box sets, he's got Netflix, (laughs) he's always got something good on the go on the telly, and I just stand behind the sofa and have a watch. But... But, you know, I could be living in a fucking hermit's cave. Fuck all going on. It's a lottery. The ones
1: who got dead lucky, right, the ones who got dead lucky were the Native Americans, right, out in the States, right, because a load of them, right, died in horrible circumstances. But for the most part, there have been either hotels or housing uh, projects built on their burial grounds. And a lot of them are dead luxurious as well. So the Native American ghosts, of which there are a lot, they have fucking they have locked out in the afterlife.
2: Because that's the thing. Because if they build a multi-story block of flats, it's got like I don't know, thirty stories. They can just float up and up and up and up and go in any of them houses. It's great. It's,
1: it's like we always say, right? You have got thirty fucking pl- floors above you to float up. Sooner or later, you're gonna see a pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> Jackpot. And that is one of the big fucking plus points of being a ghost, <laughs> particularly a ghost in a high rise situation, right? <laughs> People don't talk about that enough. But I can tell you this I've been ghosting, right, for over 100 years now, right? And you never get bored of <laughs> copping a fucking look at a pair of tits. You just, it just never gets boring. <laughs>
0: Uh, and there's one
2: uh, final bit on this page where ghosts gather called Ghosts on Battlefields. <laughs> an, an obvious place for a haunting ought to be a battlefield, and a number of them are yeah. thought to harbour ghosts. It's, it's, you know, he's hedging his bets here, the author. Well, it ought to be a battlefield, you would That's,
1: think. A, 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 and thought to be. Yeah. I'm not saying who thinks it. Yeah. I'm just saying there are people who do
2: think this. But you know, I've never seen any. Those that do include yeah. Marathon in Greece, Waterloo in Belgium and Dunkirk in France. But then it gets better.
1: <laughs> and that one in England, where the geezer got shot in the arrow. Right? Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Wembley, where Scotland and England had that big fight in nineteen seventy-seven.
1: <laughs> and a jocks pulled down the crossbar. Yeah,
2: loads of ghosts there. <laughs> fucking hell
1: he's calling out to his wife he's right there hey love can you think of a famous place where there was a battle I've got three I need a fourth example just tell me a famous war (laughs) fucking hell I don't know Russia well can I just write Russia I've got to be more specific (laughs) Moscow oh whatever yeah Uh,
2: fucking hell
1: yeah I'll just put that (laughs) yeah
2: And then then it says, Civil War phantoms. Uh, Shiloh (laughs) in Tennessee, USA, is still claimed to be haunted to this day. The Battle of Shiloh was a major conflict of the American Civil War. Two days of savage fighting in April 1862. 1862? When everything was invented. Wow. Resulted in the deaths of over 24,000 men. Oh, lots of ghosts. Uh, mm. in the months that f-
1: not necessarily lots of guys well here
2: we here we go though in the months that followed stories of a phantom battle began to be told the reports claimed that gunfire the clashing of sabers and bayonets and the screams and shouts of dying men could be heard at the site of the battle picture on the right shows an artist's impression of the phantom battle in action so it's just like it's just like a battle but they're all translucent <laughs> <laughs> yeah an artist's
1: impression What, did he fucking go down there with his easel and sit there sketching ghosts?
2: Wait for the ghost battle to start. When's this ghost battle start? (laughs) What time's it kick off? I'm here for the ghost battle. (laughs) When are they
1: going to start it? (laughs) A lot of people going for ghost battle (laughs) reenactments. Historical ghost battle reenactments.
0: Yeah. Jalapeño. Right,
2: we're doing the random number generator. Uh, we've, we've done that earlier. And uh, the random cunter is... Who is it?
1: <laughs> his name is Robin TD. Yeah. We will, I guess, well, fucking email us or we'll email you. No, we'll yeah, email
2: you, him. We've got
1: g- his email details, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll fucking email him. Fuck it. You do it. It's not like not like I haven't got other things to do, Robin. You're only getting a fucking free T-shirt. Fucking I'll
2: hell. I'll fucking email... Fuck. Oh, oh,
1: maybe I'll fucking deliver it to your door, and put it on you as well. And I'll wipe
2: your ass while I'm at it. It's all fucking one wheel with Robin TD, isn't it? Fucking Robin.
1: Robin, despite the fact that you are a fucking one of my selfish cunts I've ever met, you are getting <laughs> a free T-shirt. Go onto our website at tftimemachine.com, go on the merch section, see what T-shirt you like, and fucking pick it, and then we'll send it to you for free. And while you you're at what? it, dickhead, sign up to the newsletter, which is tiny letter dot uh, com slash tftm or sign he's, up via our website
2: probably, he's probably going to want a fucking specific size as well have oh. uh, you got in a medium fuck, fuck off.
1: off you'll get what fucking size you're given mate fucking grow into it oh that's a bit that's a bit baggy for me I like it tight around my arms yeah I fucking bet you do you poser
2: yeah we'll <laughs> do another competition soon probably but maybe not because this has been a fucking nightmare
1: the fucking level of admin involved in this is a fucking headache and I regret the whole thing Sign up to the newsletter, buy tickets, sign up to the fucking Iron Violin Society, or fuck off.
2: This This is is it! it. So the thing is, yeah, if you die, and you're holding on to something, like a gun, (laughs) that comes with you when you come back as a ghost. If you're holding a pen when you die, if you have a heart attack while you're filling in a direct debit form, for example, you get to keep the pen.
1: (laughs) That's it. So, I often say... I do a bit of consultancy work with uh, people who are the, the living, your super rich people, your Bill Gateses, that kind of vibe, right? And uh, they'll, you know, they'll invite me along to to their mansion, and I do a bit of consultancy because they all want advice on uh, how to prepare for the afterlife. And I tell them, I say, make sure in your day to day life, you never know when you're gonna go. Right, that's one of my catchphrases
2: you never So know make sure you're always you're holding go. on to
1: something useful <laughs> Maybe it's a Swiss army knife or a leather man Right, <laughs> maybe it's a gun Maybe it's some money Although, to be honest They say they can't take it with you You can, but, but you it's not much it. use to you
2: It's fucking useless You can,
1: and also, to be honest You can nick stuff out of shops when you're a ghost, no problem What I would do, I'd go around
2: I'd go around all day long with an iPad Because then if you die and you've got hold of your iPad, you've got loads of entertainment. As long as there's Wi-Fi where you die, you're laughing.
1: But, and this is very important because I've seen people fall foul of this before. Make sure you've got a fucking charger on you as well. Because the worst fucking scenario is you die with an iPad, but you've got fucking two hours left of battery. And the afterlife goes on. Forever, the, right. The th- so if you haven't got a, if you haven't got a charger or a battery pack, you're fucked.
2: The thing is, normal life chargers they don't fit in ghost iPads. You'll just put <laughs> you'll push it in the slot and it just goes right up, goes through it.
1: <laughs> it goes through.
2: It doesn't take hold or anything. So <laughs> you need to have a proper ghost charger to go with your ghost, ghost iPad. Charger. That's what I say to Bill Gates, basically. It's nice. And uh, as get
1: far it. as I I know it, he goes around. If you see photos of him. He'll always have an iPad in one hand and a cheeky little charger in the other because <laughs> he's ready. He's ready. And We're I look at death. him, I think, hey, he's as sharp as a tack, that cunt. No wonder he's earned so much dough, right? He knows what he's doing. He's one step ahead of fucking everyone. He doesn't give a fuck. He could die right now. And he's like, good, Sorted. I'm fine. My iPad. I'll be... When you cunts are still fucking working your balls off, I'll have my feet up, right, in the, in the afterlife playing fucking Candy Crush.
2: But the thing is, though, he needs to think on because, you know, haunting's forever. It's not just for a year or two. Because, like, ten years from now, they'll be like, we'll all be doing fucking hologram sex and stuff. Well, not ghosts. Humans will be doing, like, hologram sex and stuff like that. And he's going to be sat there in the corner with his iPad playing fucking Angry Birds, feeling like a cunt. Oh, well. That's That's the way it goes, though. Or not.
1: If you're going to get into the ghosting scene, you've got to fucking have some commitment. And another thing I always say to younger ghosts is get yourself hobby, right? <laughs> because if not, you will go mad. And it is important for ghosts to have hobbies, right? <laughs> to break up the fucking monotony of haunting, 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 <laughs> right? Do something in your spare time to
2: unwind. Also, it can get very, very lonely. So learn to be comfortable in your own skin, learn to be comfortable <laughs> with your own company. Very important. Yeah. Don't be a fucking needy ghost. No one needs a fucking needy ghost. So there. So yeah, that's that's page um, 10, whatever it was. Where
1: ghosts gather. Yeah. Page 10 and 11. Good book. So more ghost updates uh, coming at a later date yeah. on Top Flight Time. We've kind G. of
2: almost done the episode there, so sorry about Are that. Are we
1: going to look at the fixtures?
2: Yeah, we've got that as well. Hold on. There we go. Uh, yeah, so let's do some predicting then. Um Watford versus Bournemouth, Sam. One two. Quite a slow Thank you. press there. You think one I reckon two Bournemouth
1: are gonna get an away win?
2: Um I think it'll be one nil Watford. Okay, results but of course for all of these says one 0 to the home team. I'll do the next one first Burnley versus Chelsea. Uh I I think uh, Frank Lampard's soppy boys are
1: going to get a beating at Burnley. I think that'll be 2-1 two, uh, two, Burnley. I'm going to go 1-2 uh, one, two, one, two. Chelsea.
2: Don't let them see that you're frightened of them. Stand up
1: to them. They're just And There are some very rough men in the North Country. It's impossible to understand what they say. And they all stink of gravy. <laughs> next one but you mustn't you mustn't show your fear that's what bullies thrive on believe me
2: (laughs) I've been bullied enough in the past next one next one Liverpool Spurs Uh, 3-0 3-1 West Ham versus Sheffield United I'll go first because this is your team Uh, West Ham Sheffield United Sheffield United have conceded the fewest goals in the Premier League this season no, really. Then I might have misheard that. The conceded seven in nine apparently, matches. Apparently,
1: you sound like the author of <laughs> all Ghost about books. ghosts. You're couching all of your language <laughs> in sort of, uh, you know, safety nets. Yeah, uh, well, apparently that's what I've heard like. They've- I mean, it's not like it's fucking committed as a, a, a as factual data that's readily available. They- I've heard a rumor going round that Sheffield United have conceded less goals but no one can confirm it well how
2: how, how, how have they done it that's on known reasons isn't it on known uh, reasons uh, yeah they have they've conceded seven and so Liverpool there you go fucking hell look. they've only fucking scored so this they're is only-
1: building up to you predicting they're going to beat us right they've only
2: scored eight I'm not saying they're going to beat you it's at West Ham isn't it so I think you probably win this one but it'll be 1-0 I'm going to
1: go 2-1
2: Okay. And then Shrewsbury versus Sunderland
1: I know nothing about the form So I'm going to say 0-1 Sunderland
2: <laughs> I'll go 0-2 On the back of our 5-0 victory over Tranmere On Tuesday night
1: Is that the bounce Is that the bounce from it, Phil it, Parkinson it's,
2: it's like a new team It's like watching a new the team The
1: Parkinson bounce Yeah. Is that his second game
2: Second one Lost the first one at Wickham Second one First home match 5-0 Parkinsons took the handbrake off, and they're all expressing themselves. Has he?
1: Did he change the lineup or yeah. the formation, yeah. or do you think he just gave him an extra extra kick at the back? Bit,
2: bit of a change of the lineup, bit of a change of the tactics. We were like putting putting balls behind the back four and stuff like that, and getting through the lines and everything. It was fucking wild. Right. Anyway, I think nil two. Uh, and finally, Millwall versus Stoke.
1: Millwall versus Stoke. I'm going to say one 0 to Stoke. 1-0 to Stoke. fucking out last weekend Brentford Millwall right Millwall were 2-0 up yeah I was watching it and I was double fucking annoyed because I was like uh, fucking results bot you know <laughs> although results bot presumably predicted Brentford to win that 1-0 one 1-0 nil.
2: One nil, yeah yeah
1: but anyway I was double gutted because of Millwall now being part of this uh, <laughs> predictions league 2-0 up the bees. Came back. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for the bees. Anyway, they came back to two all and then scored a fucking winner in injury time. Get in Beautiful. There.
2: Have that Millwall, mm. good stuff.
1: They've got a new manager though, haven't they, Millwall? A lot of people have tweeted us about that. Have you seen it? That like it's Gary Rowett, isn't Mil- it? Millwall, yeah. Millwall's yeah. Facebook group, yeah. And they're like, someone's got the ump with Gary Rowett because apparently Gary Rowett's dad was the governor in one of the prisons that this Millwall fan had been in. And someone's gone, I don't like him. His dad was a right cunt when he was the governor of the prison that I was in. And someone's gone, yeah. How does that affect? How does that affect his ability to manage a football club? He goes, yeah, like father, like son. In it,
2: I'm not happy.
0: <laughs> Fuck hell. now.
2: Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, I reckon two-two that one. Um. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's the predictions. They are now locked in. Uh, Good. Quick news of that news. Fancy some of that? Yeah. Let's do it. Scientists have trained rats to drive tiny cars to collect food. Ten. Cost to ten. Uh, birds are more dangerous than nuclear bombs.
1: <laughs> uh, seven. Did I
2: say nuclear there? Because, like, I mean, Sims it's a then? funny.
1: It's a. F- <laughs> it's a funny headline, but you're just like, that's just not true, mate. What?
2: No, <laughs> would you not click through to find out why that's supposedly true? You just think, it,
1: yeah, maybe, but you, you know that it's going to be a spurious reason. That's nah, just and... fucking
2: unknown reasons, isn't it? <laughs> just is. Unknown reasons.
1: Uh, All right, d- this is true, right? You know, what? a bird, right, can reach <laughs> speeds up to a 1,000 miles per hour, and if a bird hits a building... At a thousand miles per hour, this fucking cat interfering. <laughs> what do you fucking want?
2: Staring at you him.
1: down. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? I don't understand. Broadcast? Yeah, exactly. What's your agenda? <laughs> he just wants fucking attention. Don't he's, we all he's, want. the, he's so needy. He's just like, why are you doing something else that doesn't involve stroking me?
2: But so, don't we all want attention? That's why we're doing this. Basically, all right. uh, attention and money.
1: No. Yeah, I think for you it's more money than yeah. attention orientated. Yeah. For me, yeah, it's to do with attention. That's true.
2: <laughs> Finally, um, another animal-based one. Uh, suspected fire on radar in northern Minnesota turns out to be six hundred thousand ducks.
1: Ah, well, that's linked into the nuclear. Um, Is it the same thing? Nuclear birds. It it's the same thing. I, I think it's the same idea. I think if a lot uh, what I assumed it was going to be was like if a load of birds get together and all fly at full pelt, mm. if they hit something, it would have the same impact as a then, nuclear yeah. warhead.
2: Well, there you are. Then. So. Uh, so nine. Tens all round for me. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're going to end this episode with a little clip from the Melchester Odyssey that we did. Uh, yesterday we we went off on a tangent about Michael Hutchins again and it didn't really fit into the Melchester episode so we've just clipped it out and this is just a follow up to our chat about Michael Hutchins's demise wasn't it
1: it's very important it's very important it's a public apology uh, so listen on and uh, please take note especially if you are from the estate of Michael Hutchins.
2: so there we'll play that now and then have the music at the end so that's the end of this ta
1: yeah see you dickheads this This is it. it Oh, I've got to talk to you, uh, you know, um, oh God. <laughs> about the Strangle Wank Michael okay. Hutchins situation. Okay. Uh, we probably discussed this on one of the free to air pods, but I'm assuming if you're IFS, you're we listening did. to this, you'll have heard it. If you're listening to uh, this nine
2: months later, you'll need to go back and work out what we were talking very, about. Very
1: important, right? Okay. We, had, we had an explosive, Andy and, and I had an explosive conversation about yeah. Michael Hutchins. My wife had gone to see the, was going to see the film about his life mystify and I I said you know how could you watch a film about Michael Hutchins without the whole story being overshadowed by Mm. the fact that he wanked himself to death Uh, turns out he didn't what turns out it's a myth turns out turns out right and you know we've got to be careful how we talk about this because it ultimately is suicide right Mm -hmm. and that's a serious subject but he di- he simply he he simply hung himself right, and well, he'd right. suffered from he'd suffered from like depression, mental health issues most of his life, and they'd become particularly pronounced after he'd had a bang on on the head. Like he, I think he'd fallen over in some sort of street brawl like a few years yeah. beforehand, and he had very intensive. Anyway, so it the the story builds up to it: his mental health struggles, previous attempts. In the end, he takes his own life. And that's very sad. And apparently, it was just Paula Yates, who, of course, as we know, had her own struggles with with mental health. Mm. She was so, like, obviously heartbroken and grief-stricken by the whole episode. She couldn't explain it to herself or anyone else what it'd done, because obviously it's hard when someone close to you takes her own life. Mm. And she said, just in one interview in passing, I know that in the past he'd talked about asphyxiation as right. a you know as a, as a sort of a, a sexual thing that he, he was into or he would like to try so maybe it was that and of course the media being as it is mm-hmm. jumped on that rather than the facts of reality okay. and all it was was her who was not in a clear st- state of mind anyway mentioning in passing strangle wank now all everyone thinks about including the likes of us yeah. is a strangle wank it wasn't a stranglewank. it was something else and I want to personally make an apology because not just for the fact that we discussed it as a strangle wank inaccurately on a yeah. previous episode, Top Light Time Machine, but I'd forgotten, but my mate reminded me the other day that um years ago when I was editor at large of Maxim Magazine. Yes. The once popular Lad Mag.
2: Yes, now currently um, resting.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a lo- long, long time ago, and me and my mate were responsible. One of our things was we, we went for Facebook. We made, like, a load of video content that went on a DVD that was given away on the front of <laughs> the, the like c- my time st- on Enter. from the CD-ROM. It was fun- funnily enough, it was really similar to that, right? It was a DVD <laughs> rather than a CD-ROM. But it was a few years after Enter, and I think we basically just reused a lot of the ideas. Anyway, <laughs> it was one of my duties, and um, one of the things that we did as a regular series was uh, dogs in history, mm. right? And we got real live dogs, which we hired from a dog actor yeah. school, right? And we got the we dressed the dogs up. This is really true. Yeah, we dressed the dogs up, and we got them to reenact. Famous historical moment. Nice, right? And um, we had a voiceover. We got, we got the, we got a voiceover. Like we made it in documentary style, and we got like it was basically like a, one of those reconstruction documentaries. And the voiceover was performed by Patrick Allen, <laughs> the original man with the voice <laughs> like <laughs> that.
2: Fantastic, right?
1: It was honestly, but of course, was the
2: voice of Protect and Survive. Which we're yes, going to do a deep dive into one, day, And,
1: yeah, I got to know Patrick Allen quite well during that period because I used him a lot for all of this content we made for Maxim. But Dogs in History, I can't believe that i have forgotten about it when we talked about my Hutchins because it remains one of my proudest ever achievements. We made a number of episodes. We made one... We, we, it was amazing. We'd go to my mate's flat. He was the art director of the magazine... And we would build quite elaborate sets. So the first one we did was um, the moon landings. Mm-hmm. And we had a dog dressed as Neil Armstrong and another one dressed as Buzz Aldrin. Right. Right. And we, cre- and we fucking built a set to look like the surface of the moon. And we built a cardboard fucking <laughs> Apollo 9, all the rest of it. Right. Uh, we then did the sad, the tragic death of. Um, Diana, that mm. was probably the best one we did because we had a dog in a blonde wig and pearls playing <laughs> Diana. We had one playing Dodie. We had one playing—is it Henri Paul? Was he like the yeah. sho- the chauffeur or the bodyguard? We had them all right, and that was good. And we had them in a sort of a cardboard car and stuff. And uh, but then we did do one about the death of Michael Hutchins. Oh God! And we had a dog playing Michael Hutchins in a yeah. Michael Hutchins wig, and in it we did we the way we told the story was that he'd wanked himself to death
2: yeah which and of course we, we had know. a
1: dog we had a dog acting that out which was <laughs> challenging obviously not easy. no it's not not easy no but um but it was more implied i mean i would never even in the name of art or dramatization i would never try to cajole a dog into wanking itself off no. it was sort of implied that that's what had happened but I felt really bad about that. I was telling yeah. my mate at the weekend that it was a myth that Michael Hutchence had ranked himself to death. It was all complete myth. And his first response to this was, but what about that film he made? Dogs in history. And I was like, <laughs> fucking hell. Because <laughs> this would have been about 2003, I think. So anyway, that's it. Dogs in history. I'll try and find a DVD you and should. upload it. But-
2: they need to be on YouTube
1: yeah they're, they're fucking worthy of it they're really really good so i'm going to try and dig them out i think there might be some up the storage yeah um anyway i don't know how i've gone that but it's important it's not uh, roy at the rovers deep dive is probably not the time and place i well, probably should have waited till friday you decided episode, that but it was
2: so there we are That's, we, we can't I've, censor I've, ourselves
1: I've, the important thing was i really needed to say it because it yeah. was important because obviously i was exposed legally. And yeah. that's why it's very important for me to get it on an apology on record yeah. as soon as it crossed my mind.
2: I, I'd like to reiterate and back up that apology as well from myself, but I'm, yeah. I still stand by my opinion that NXS's music was shit for cunts.
1: Yeah, okay.